much for joining me today. I am Lisa Crown. I'm your host for this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I know you have a choice in podcasts and the fact that you clicked onto mine, well, I'm forever grateful. So today I'm delivering to you the Real Estate Roller Coaster Chapter 10. Let's wrap this series up and bring it to a close with Let's Go on the Ride of Your Life. So I'm reading a book and got it um, because I follow someone on Instagram. Um, His name's Scott Tatum, and he's the guy who always says friendly reminders. So if you're not following him, he's the self-care savage. He's awesome. It was part of the reason why I said, let's go on the ride of your life. You know, as you're wrapping up a roller coaster series, like in theory, a roller coaster, it comes to an end. You hop off. You deliberate, you reflect, you're either feeling exhilarated or that was scary or, or you know, I, I wanted to get off or it went too slow or it was too many turns or I'm nauseous or I'm tired or I'm, you know, just in my head about it or I want to do it again. You know, it, it just, it, it's, it, it comes with such a parallel in real estate, right? Um because it's true. It's literally filled with so much unknown, especially if you try a new ride, which to me, um, that's what, you know, life, real estate career is all about. So let's get into it, right? (laughs) I'm grateful for our chapters one through nine. I mean, I covered so many topics, deer shifting market to back to basics and results or excuses. I had Barry Habib, who's like a mortgage guru. He literally knows more about the market than most people, um, who gives a shift, um, time for some action, embrace the suck, um, curveball. And then the last one that I did was you are the shift, not the market. I thought, you know what? I'm going to close this series out. I'm going to close on number 10. And we're going to talk about let's go on the ride of your life. As this series comes to an end, like now what? Right? How do you... How do you articulate going on the ride of your life? God, that sounds so amazing. Sounds like, yeah, sign me up. I'll jump on that roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean to you? You know? Um, And I think that piece is important. I think it's also important as you come off of one ride, like as you come off a year or you come off a dip in a market or you come off of exhilarating orders or you come off of losing a client or picking up a new account or falling off the wagon, right? I think it's important that if you're going to go on the ride of your life or you're going to go for it and you're going to make a conscious decision to say, I deserve to, you know, enjoy the ride more, then this podcast is really for you. Then, then buckle up, <laughs> buckle up. So I was flipping through my friendly, friendly reminders book, Lessons from a Self-Care Savage. And the first page I opened to, without even batting an eye, the 
thought, oh man, this is perfect for the start of this podcast, which is about, let's go on the ride of our life. This is the page I turn to. It says, do you want to meet the love of your life? Then go look in the mirror. Mm. Got me. Love that so much. So good. I'd love to get him on my podcast. So if you guys, anyone knows Scott Tatum, send him my way, would you? Um, so here's the deal to go on the ride of your life. It's, we all get to individually figure that out, but can I give you a couple of like tips or thoughts for you to kick around so you can sort out creating that in this year or this quarter, or this week, or tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't paint this perfect, you know, the, right, the best ride of your life, or get on, you know, a ride that's going to be so fantastic. I can't, I can't pick yours for you, but can I give you some stuff to toss around? So if I were you, I would get a paper and a pen, because I want to jot things down that could potentially create a click for you where you go ah, light bulb you're looking for the light bulb so if I say 13 things and one light bulb goes off you are one step closer on getting on that the ride of your life like getting on one that you are going to enjoy embrace learn from evolve from like you know grow from you see what I'm saying because being on the ride of your life comes with a mixed bag of things. It's not going to be perfect. Like I am not at all coaching, training, teaching anyone to be perfect. That is just not part of my, my offerings. Why? Because it doesn't exist. And I spent so many years growing up trying to do things perfect. I thought that was a thing. Um, that was all, that was just all a bunch of bogus. Spent so much time like, Part of me wants those years back, you know, of, of trying to create this perfect ride of my life. That's not this podcast. This podcast is let's go for an awesome ride. Let's go. Hop on and let's go. And whatever it comes with, right, whatever it comes with, if it speeds up, it kind of slows down, if it, you know, jerks too much, if it, you know, uh, if it's like wild, if it, you know, all of it, just embrace it. Let's go. Let's just go for a great epic ride. Let's just go have a great time. And again, if it's one day, week, a quarter for the year, let's go, but let's make it a great ride. And here's some things, here's some things I want you to write down so you can kick around and, and figure out what does this awesome ride mean to you? So I turned to another page in the self-care savage book and this is what it came to. Like I literally didn't pick it. It just, this page fell in my lap and it's meant for you. So here you go. It says the number one thing I want you to write down on your page is forgive yourself first. Hmm. So write that down and that can fall into anything, a mistake you made, a ball you dropped, uh, results you had last year, year before, five years ago, 
um, decisions you made, um, anything, something you said, an issue with somebody in your life, an issue where you are hard on yourself, right? If you're looking in the mirror and you're hard on yourself or all your stories become hard on yourself or negative, then I'm definitely talking to you, okay? So write that down. Next thing I want you to write down is managing your day. Managing your day. Making blocking of time and decisions that you make come together like peanut butter and jelly, right? Mush that together because that's a magic right there. Somebody asked me the other day even, I say this a lot on my podcast because it comes up so much, but like what what advice do you have for me, coach? Like have the best year. I was like, you got to block your time. You have to manage your day properly. You got to make decisions, whether they're solid yeses or solid noes, but you got to own your choices and your decisions. And your choices are going to be the sum of your results. So I just want you to be mindful of managing your day. So if you don't have a day planner, if you're not victory swiping, if you're not writing in pencil, if you're not identifying start times and end times, if you're not, if you're just winging it to every stop, drop, roll to the requests that come in, or, oh, I haven't been to Remax in a while, or, oh, I've got to call this person. If that's your day, you're not going to ever get exactly where you need to go. Because even if you get there, something else is lacking or missing. I promise you that. I promise you that. Time blocking is, is gotten me where I'm at in my life. I'm grateful. I wouldn't give it up if you paid me. If you took it away from me, it'd be a shit show. And I definitely wouldn't have the results that I do. Next, so that would be number, that was number two. So number three is set boundaries. Okay, set boundaries. Um, Business boundaries, personal boundaries. I've coached hundreds and hundreds of people. And something I have really began to wrap my head around is that adults are not setting boundaries. And so, you know, um, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough being on the ride of your life when you are the yes man or woman and you are letting everyone else wrap around your neck and choke you. Keep that in mind. You got to set boundaries. I set them. Um, Maybe it causes a few issues here and there. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because my boundary brings me peace. You just can't mess with that. That's priceless shit to me that I didn't have growing up. You know, peace was on a back burner. I was like, peace, like the peace sign, here you go. Like the two fingers up, (laughs) peace out. Like, I I don't know. I just never like connected how powerful having peace in your life is. And it's a, it's a practice that you're in. You know, this is not, you can't buy a bag of this on freaking Amazon. I actually did a podcast called business boundaries might want to check that one out, but, uh, that's a big thing. You know, this is a, it's a, it's a big one. It's a priority to me. You should make it a priority because you're going on the ride of your life. And in that you'd be setting those boundaries. The next one before is create peace in your life at all costs. And, and I mean it, it's, it's definitely something that's missing. Okay. If that's creating a joy list, creating a fun list, 
um, bringing in like meditation into your life, a, a miracle morning. I did a podcast about untouchable morning. I actually interviewed Hal Elrod from the miracle morning, the best book of all time. If you haven't read it, you need to like literally figure out where can you encompass, you know, encompass more peace. And it, it might not be a three hour stretch. It might be two minutes where you get fresh air and appreciate the sunshine. Sunshine has so many benefits. I feel like it's just this like shining. It's like, it's like the, the universe is shining its light on you, you know, and it wants you to take a, a, a break and it wants you to just soak up the sun, get that vitamin D and just breathe in fresh air, right? It could be go get singing lessons. It could be um, join a a bowling team or try to take up pickleball or, you know, go to lunch with a friend or go to dinner alone or watch one of your favorite movies, have a date night, like bring in things that are just more peaceful. Like I don't, I'm telling you right now from the conceptions of human beings getting onto the planet, we weren't meant to be like this stressed and or have this much fear or scared or, you know, worry or, you know, even probably uh, outrageous excitement to be honest, right? Like I think we're putting our bodies in a little extra than it needs to be at times. And that is the polar opposite of peace. So it's awesome and I love it and I encourage it. But sometimes even beyond overly excited, which I've been before in my life, could be a form of stress in its own right. I think they like kind of pull from the same parts of the body, which is interesting. Um, Next, I want you to figure out what's your money maker? What, what is your thing? What's a thing that like you're confident about, you're strong about, makes you tick, it works. Maybe it's you're making your calls, it's you're doing your videos, you're going out in the field, you're teaching these awesome classes, your follow-up is relentless. Like figure out like where's your money maker? Is it talking to new people? Is it enhancing existing customers? I'm actually gonna talk more about that, but you know, what is it? You gotta lean into that. You gotta lean into that. Make that super priority. Okay. Sometimes I think people make things a bit more difficult. They try to bring so much fresh new stuff in that they forget about some of the stuff that was your original moneymaker and got you where you needed to be or exceeded goals. Like tap into what that was about and bring that back into your world. Number six, you got to ask for feedback. Mm, It's a hard one. Not so great in this category. However, the intel is worth it. Even if something hurts my feelings or sheds a tear, um, the intel is unbelievable. And I mean that in so many arenas in your life, in business, with your customers, with people who don't choose you, with your family, your loved ones, spouse, kids, yourself, you know, you got to ask for feedback. I I just, I am telling you right now, like I went to a personal workshop once and it was all based around feedback. I cried the entire time. I mean, talk about someone who is just not good in that because I felt like if I got feedback or criticism or I did something wrong, then I was like a loser, I failed, or I'm weak, or I jacked it up. And those emotions upset me. I can't help it. However, what we don't realize is everybody desires the magic bullet button, you know, or the, or the, uh, you know, you know, the golden ticket and 
the next level. I want to go to the next level coach. I've heard that a thousand times. So anybody in their heads going, my, I'm going to go on the ride of my life right now. I really want to go to the next level coach. If that's you, then ask people for feedback. And that's your next level right there. I promise. Mark my word. Next, you know, setting goals. I just, ugh, I wish I could name it something else, you know? Because I think setting goals, like, yeah, I need to set goals. And people, they might fill out 10-page packets or talk about goals. I don't think, I think majority of people don't do them right. I really do. I didn't. I'm speaking from experience, you know? I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't put goals into action, into place, into time blocks, into posting it up and victory swiping them when done, breaking them down daily to weekly to monthly to yearly. I didn't do that. And once I did do that, I just started taking over my goals and being in control of the results and manifesting them and having them come to light. So to me, it's more than just the word set goals. It's make them come to light, make them come to light. And only you can. And they're doable and achievable if you make them on a granular level. Like you can't say, I need to read more. You got to say, I want to read 20 books in a year. I want to read 20 books in a year. By the way, my goal was 24 books in uh, this last year and I read 18. I didn't hit goal on it, but good God, did I get close. Proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I would have been more excited if I hit 24. But to me, I also think goals get to be in a range. Like my theory was if I was between 15 and 24 books, I, I nailed it, right? 15 is the bare ass minimum and 24 would have been the goal. By the way, podcast done, if you haven't heard it called bare ass minimum versus goal, it massively helps when putting your goals together. Next one is take some time off. Take some time. Number eight is, um, Take time off and like time block for it, right? Have a plan in March, have a plan in June, have a plan in October. Like it could be a day, it could be two days that week. It could be a one week trip. Like start figuring it out. You know, I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, it's November and I didn't even book my trips this year. Or I didn't take enough time off. I'm banked on so much time. Really fine that you do that because what it's doing, it's magically creating resets. It's magically creating you to have that downtime so that your mind, body, and soul can in its own way rejuvenate. Whether you do a staycation at your house or you go on vacation or you just take a day off to kick your feet up and do whatever the hell you want. You got to figure out that time. That's part of being on the ride of your life is really having things to look forward to and encompassing downtime and fun for sure. Um, Next, I would say at this point in your life, because whatever it was last year, year before, five years ago, you need to reassess what actually drives you. I interviewed this guy, Ken Baum. You might want to check it out. He's a mindset coach for like Olympians and UFC fighters and celebrities and just really cool people that want to go to the next level. That's why when people say to me, like, I feel like coaching is for people who need to improve. Really? Because like Olympians and athletes and um, uh, singers and authors and, you know, all kinds of celebrities and UFC fighters, they all have coaches and multiple coaches at that, that they literally hire and pay for out of their own pockets on the side. And, and they hire people like Michael Jordan had one of the best 
off-court coaches of all time. Tim S. Grover, he's written several books. Relentless is one of them. That's only for people who want to be number one and a killer and 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 push your your limits. And then a book called Winning. I mean, he's written more than that, but um, another book called Winning. I say read it after Relentless, but again, it's for people who really want to understand their relationship with winning and how deep it is and what winning is about. It's crazy good, crazy good. But my point about it is, is that this guy can bomb will not allow you to hire him if you're not crystal clear about what drives you. That's like such a big piece for him. And it makes you tap into it and think about it. Just be careful. A lot of people go, my family. My family is what drives me. No, it's not. I'm going to tell you right now I have a family, my kids, my husband. These guys are my number one priority. That's different about what drives you. Don't mess it up. Right? And like, when you say, what's your why? People go, my family. There's a disconnect there. I'm telling you right now, it, you're not pulling on the right bone. Your family is your number one priority. That's not the question though. What drives you? What drives you to walk into that real estate office, put your hand out to the biggest whale in the room and go, hi, I'm Lisa Crown. Nice to meet you. And put your hand out with eye contact. Bring your value. Try to set up that appointment and close them. What? What gets a person to do that? I can name you hundreds of people who, who don't have the courage to walk up to somebody and do that. It's because they're lacking what drives them. That's why. The second that's clear, a lot of that goes away. It's a big thing. So tapping into that would be huge, 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 huge. Um, number 10, make your, make your team a priority also. I threw out the word priority. Number 10 is make your team a priority. I, there's, there's disconnect. You know, the market doesn't help um, through the years. I never let people lean in on excuses for a market, but I just want to say with the market being up and down and way down and then turning around and then flipping up and then kind of settling up and just trying to figure its way, it creates a lot of unnecessary like doubt, fear, um, disconnection, um, you know, upset. Uh, people are feeling, you know, like in a way like their worth is pegged to their orders and it just all of a sudden people are feeling down. I mean, it, it, it's very noticeable. And I think part of that is that we've lost sight about who our team is. We're here for a common goal. We're all looking to grow our business and, and you know, get our butts in gear and get on the same page. So huddle up, make your team a priority and make sure that they feel it. That's a big, big thing. Number 11 is you got to find new customers. If you're a person that's literally staying comfortable with the same old, same old people, which is great, keep them intact, we want them on board, but the new customers is going to be having you on a ride of your life. You're going to enjoy it more because more opportunities, more orders, more appointments, learning more, a bigger paycheck, the whole thing's going to come with it for sure. Um, number 12 is find yourself being in a little bit more of a consultative approach than like a rep approach consultative. Now, if you want to lean more into that, you're definitely going to have to sign up. I've got some incredible classes coming up this year that are all in reflection of coaching and training intently on becoming more of a consultant. That's just, that's powerhouse. It's conversations right there. Um, next I would say, um, I think we're on number 13. Make gratitude a practice, like a daily practice. We're hearing it a lot. It's being kicked around a lot. It's true. But 
it's amazing when you put gratitude out gratitude in any way shape or form is it your family is it like today I have gratitude that I went out on a snow day and made snowballs and got in a snow fight with my family and just so grateful for that you know if I just let the memory of the experience kind of pass me by um, that's okay too I get to put it in as a core memory and I appreciate that however to stop like in my journal today I wrote that like the snowball fight. I'm very grateful for that. That was so special, you know? Um, and I enjoyed every minute of it, even the balls that hurt, you know, it was just so fun. And I think when you get to tap into things like I'm feeling healthy today, I'm I'm totally grateful for that because I know what it feels like to be sick and it sucks, you know, or my wrist, I broke my wrist last year and, uh, it's healed. I'm just so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the new customers that signed up in coaching. I'm grateful for the great leaders we have in our company that team up with me to empower their sales force and take them to the next level. Like it's just identifying gratitude And when you're feeling off or the day sucks or like you fell off the wagon, tap into gratitude. It's, it's going to be your, your lifeline. It's like that rope that'll pull you right on out. Um, number 14, select a word of the year. I did this last year. So if you can find that podcast, I would do it last year. My word was peace. As you can see, I'm really like leaning into it for you guys here to hear this part. But the other thing is, um, my word this year is taking risks. And why did I make that my word? Because I want to go to the next level in coaching. And so to do that, I go, what got me from good to great? What had me level up as a sales exec? What had me level up as a coach? What had me level up as a wife and a mom and a woman? What were those things? And you know what all comes as a common denominator of taking risks, of taking risks. So that I would highly recommend you discover what your word is, whatever it's going to be. And then you just, you're using it in a sentence. It becomes your compass. You make decisions from it. You feel off, go to your word. You know, it's just, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's important. I never used to have a word of the year until a few years ago and I've loved every minute of it. Um, another thing is be mindful of your mindset mindful of your mindset. Your mindset dictates your results. End of story. It attracts or unattracts people into your life. I'm going to tell you right now, even if you love someone so dearly, you don't want to be around people who are negative, right? I'm telling you right now, where are my positive Patty's at? Where are my positive Peter's at? I mean, the truth of the matter is, if you're negative Nellies and negative Normans, you are going to push people away, even ones that love you most or people who don't know you much. I'm telling you right now, it is huge. So when you say, my mindset's off, do something about it. You can listen to a great podcast. Thanks for being here. So if your mindset's off, I'm hoping this is helping you. You can read a book. You could stretch. You can work out. You can call a friend. You can take a break. You can sit in silence. You can pray. You can journal. You can write in your gratitude journal. You can go for a walk. You can leave um, a, a few minutes early. You could take the day off. You can go on a trip. You can play with your animals. You can um, tell someone thank you so very much you know, um, for this, that, or the other, like if your mindset is so freaking off, you get to hire, you know, a coach, a therapist, pick a mentor, find an accountability partner, confide into your manager, a friend, loved one. 
You've got to figure that piece out. We, we are not meant to go day to day and you sure as heck are not going to be on the ride of your life. If you're living it in a mindset that is just in turmoil or in the dark or spiraling down or always negative or a big part negative or overthinking way too much. You've got to be mindful of all that stuff. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's a big deal. And I'm here to help. In fact, myself and Stephanie Beck, who's the escrow coach, who's the bomb. Shout out to Stephanie. We just did a podcast together, uh, what, a couple weeks ago? You got to listen to it. It's uh, phenomenal. Gems are just being dropped left and right. Anyway, Steph and I are hosting a mindset membership course. We have 80 people enrolled. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it just kind of goes to show that it's, it's needed. And let me give you some stats. We're on session five. Not one human being has come out. Dang, giving it up, giving it up for Stephanie and coach Lisa. Whoop. I just talked in the third person, but honestly, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of me. I'm proud of us. It's, it's really tapping into an arena that is needed. Um, last but not least, number 16. Let's go out with a bang, you guys. If we're going to go on the ride of our life, then we got to have so much fun. Oh my God we've got to have so much fun. I can't tell you how many years in my past I didn't have enough fun. I didn't because I leaned more into being a workaholic than working. I worked harder, not smarter. Once I changed that, when I was working smarter, not harder, I was having way more fun. Okay. I was having way more fun and not being as hard on myself, way more fun and not doing it perfect, way more fun, way more fun. And fun isn't just about being at work. I mean, it's literally fun. Pick your hobby, pick your place to travel to, pick the person that makes you laugh, pick the movie that makes you laugh, the book that makes you laugh. I mean, you know what? Honestly, to be honest with you, a lot of funny books is Kevin Hart. He has a book called Decisions and a book called Monsters. Funny, 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 funny. Um, or a book that just wants you to kick your feet up like Green Lights with Matthew McConaughey. Get these books on Audible. It'll rock your world, you guys, I promise. So in close... If you want to go on the ride of your life, right, today or this week or this month or this quarter or all the way through this year, then you got to ask yourself. I mean, I could have gone on for days. Let me just tell you. I got to wrap this podcast up. It's too long. Um, what clicked for you? Start there. Start there. Because just that, just a decision on a topic or two or three and creating implementation, now, now you're moving that roller coaster forward. You guys, thank you so much for doing the roller coaster um, series with me. I, it's been such an honor and so much fun. I've had people have listened the entire way through. If you haven't, go back. You got to listen at one through t you know ten. This one, you know, you hear, you read, you listen to it. Listen to it again if you want. Um, you can share it. I'd appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I do have a coaching platform, and I am absolutely interested in helping you catapult your career and take you on a ride that you'll never forget. Thank you so much. DJ, kick us off with something to pump these people up because they're going on the ride of their lives. Let's go. Let's go.